Remember Kodak, the company that put film photography on the map decades ago? Best known for that iconic phrase, the Kodak moment? Last week, Kodak was back in the spotlight for a very different kind of product, drugs. The Trump administration announced that it had reached an agreement to give Kodak a $765 million loan to produce pharmaceutical ingredients. The goal is to help ease America's dependence on foreign countries for drugs. But this splashy announcement, an iconic American brand stepping in to help the country during a historic crisis, has now led to a federal investigation. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Thursday, August 6th. Coming up on the show, how Kodak's pivot to pharmaceuticals put the company back on the map and also landed it in the middle of a controversy. It can be hard to see the challenges the people we work with are facing. Addressing these invisible struggles can make us and our companies healthier. Join Holly Robinson-Pete on The Visibility Gap a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Over the past few decades, the manufacturing of drug ingredients has largely moved overseas, mostly to China. But the pandemic disrupted that supply chain. Chinese drug factories closed and prices shot up. And the Trump administration has been looking for a way to move more production of the chemicals that go into drugs back to the U.S. So last week, the government signed a preliminary agreement with Kodak for a $765 million loan to help the company manufacture these kinds of ingredients. My administration has reached a historic agreement with a great American company. You remember this company? It's called, from the good old camera age, the old days, to begin producing critical pharmaceutical ingredients. It's called Kodak. Why would Kodak want to get into pharmaceuticals? I mean, wouldn't you in the middle of a pandemic and someone's (laughs) willing to give you money? Jeff Rogo is our investing editor. It checks off two big boxes. One, you're helping the country and you're helping us get healthy. And two, you can make a lot of money doing it. This was an especially enticing opportunity for a company like Kodak. They'd spent decades as a major U.S. company, but with the decline of film photography, they'd fallen on hard times and declared bankruptcy in 2012. Ever since, the company's been looking for ways to reinvent itself. If you think about it, Kodak could be well-suited to make pharmaceuticals. It's been manufacturing chemicals for its film for decades. In the company's view, they already have the infrastructure in place to quickly start manufacturing drug chemicals. So when the federal government was looking for a company to make pharmaceuticals, They called up Kodak. They came to Kodak and said, can we make you a larger manufacturer that helps us make these chemicals that go into drugs in the United States? Obvious question someone might ask is, well, why don't you give this loan to a drug manufacturer? Like, this is stupid. Why are we giving this to Kodak? Right. The argument the government would make is, the problem with a drug manufacturer is they're going to push their own drug. They're going to push the thing they want to come to market first. Kodak isn't making drugs. They have no FDA clinical trials. They have no skin in the game. That's the logic and thinking behind the deal. 
But while Kodak might be a fit for this kind of project, last week, during the rollout of the deal, the company made some missteps. So about noon on Monday, two Rochester television stations, Rochester is Kodak's home, they received a press notification from the firm that an agreement between the United States and Kodak was being announced, but it was very short on details. Both entities wrote stories. Shortly after those stories were published, they received calls from Kodak saying, what are you doing? That news was not for publication. Hmm. And what did Kodak say about that accidental leak? They had a mea culpa. They said, we made a mistake. Sending a news alert to media about something coming the next day is standard practice. At the top of most of those things, though, if they don't want that information out, they call you ahead of time and say, this is embargoed. Meaning you can't release it until a certain time. Correct. In this case, they didn't call ahead of time and the notice didn't say embargo. They didn't tell the news stations until after the fact that that's what they meant. So news stations then immediately removed those stories from their websites. The issue is we live in a world where once the cat is out of the bag, the cat is out of the bag. One group that noticed the accidental release stock traders. Large high-frequency trading and other investment firms had seen it. The stock shot up and the amount of people trading the security was significantly higher than any day in the past couple months or years. The next day, more details about the agreement came out and the stock shot even higher. The Wall Street Journal's Rachel Levy broke the news on what this actual agreement was Tuesday morning. Then there's an official announcement from the company and the stock skyrockets. Eastman Kodak is now a small company with a big history, and it's getting even bigger today. Shares surging. And shares of Kodak, yes, Kodak tripling today. Better take a look at Kodak again. Oh, my, oh, my. Surging one more time. This is a- You're seeing it go from around $2 a share to as high as $60 a share. Wow, that's a huge increase. Yeah, it's a huge increase. You know, a doubling of a stock is crazy. Look, this thing went from 2 to 60 That's insane. The stock didn't stay quite that high. It bounced around and leveled out around 16 bucks, which is still a huge increase from before the news got out. That increase drew the interest of another colleague of ours, Teo Francis, who covers corporate finance. Why did you start looking into Kodak? What was it that piqued your interest? Well, anytime there's big news out there, one of the questions I think on many people's minds is who's benefiting? And anytime you see a stock price increase like that, there's a good bet that insiders are benefiting. And that's not to say there's anything untoward going on, right? Insiders hold stock. Investors want them to hold stock, so they have skin in the game. Other times, like here, you see something that kind of makes you scratch your head and want to dig a little deeper. And in this case, what we saw were some option grants to the executive chairman of the company the day before this announcement was officially put out. On Monday, the day before the announcement and before the stock shot through the roof, Kodak gave its executive chairman a few million dollars worth of stock options. So when Kodak's stock price soared, those brand new stock options became worth tens of millions of dollars. This kind of activity can be suspicious because it looks a lot like a practice known as spring-loading. So if, you know, I'm being cynical and I want to manipulate my company's operations to my advantage. I'm going to release that news right after I get options. I'm going to release that news right after I get stock. Or I'm going to have the board give me 
that stock and options before the news comes out. This is something that actual investors and analysts are sort of wondering about. Kodak pointed out that the executive chairman didn't sell any of those options on the days the stock price surged, meaning his profits were only on paper. They also say he's never sold Kodak stock and he has no intention of doing so. But even if the chairman didn't sell any options, the timing could still be to his advantage. Executives are typically given stock options based on the total dollar value of the stock package, which means that getting a stock package when the price is still low can work to an executive's advantage. The company doesn't say we're going to give you, you know, 10,000 shares of stock. They say we're going to give you a million dollars of stock. So if the stock price is low, that million dollars turns into more shares. And if the stock price is high, that million dollars turns into fewer shares. So by getting his options just before the stock price jumped, Kodak's executive chairman got a lot more stock options, no matter when he decides to cash them in. Giving executives stock options just before the stock jumps isn't necessarily illegal. But if a company does it knowing that a specific piece of information is about to make their stock a lot more valuable, that can become a problem. Kodak says that in their case, the timing of the stock options was just part of a standard board meeting. Kodak has told us that the board compensation committee met on the 27th of July, the day the options were awarded, and that that was its first opportunity to meet after shareholders had given it authorization to use new shares for executive compensation. So this was the first opportunity, the company's saying, for the compensation committee of the board of directors to meet and award these options. And so that's when they did it. In that interpretation, it wasn't with an eye on the news the next day. It was just an administrative process that they accomplished when they could accomplish it. But couldn't it still be an issue for Kodak, even if it was just a coincidence? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, the most important issue, I would argue, is that it's unseemly in many investors' eyes, right? Investors don't like to see insiders benefiting in ways that regular investors can't. As Teo was looking into this, he realized that this wasn't the first time Kodak had issued stock or stock options before a big announcement. It also happened another time Kodak tried to pivot to a new industry. And Kodak is jumping into the digital currency business, creating its own form of Bitcoin. They call it Kodak coin. In early 2018, Kodak announced the launch of its own branded cryptocurrency. After news of the deal came out, the stock price doubled. And it turned out some directors at Kodak had received stock grants the day before the cryptocurrency news broke. You know, this award was kind of on the normal timetable. In prior years, this is around the same time that directors at Kodak had gotten equity awards. What was unusual is that it came just before an announcement that more than doubled the stock price. And that's something that investors are typically skeptical of. Back then, Kodak's timing of the stock grants did draw some scrutiny, but it didn't go much further than rumblings among investors. But this time around, in 2020, things have escalated. Quickly. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging 
so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Canva. It's time to ditch your old presentation programs at work and try Canva presentations instead. It'll help you create stunning slides in no time. No design experience needed. Just start with one of the designer-made templates or generate something in seconds with AI. Then polish it up and get ready to wow your audience. It's that easy. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. Welcome back. This week, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Securities and Exchange Commission is launching an investigation into Kodak's big announcement last week. Given the timeline and the events around Kodak and this announcement, many people we've talked to have said, of course, the SEC is opening an investigation. With this fact pattern, you would be foolish not to expect them to at least look into it. And there are kind of two things that they're looking at. One of them is, what happened with the early release of this announcement, of the news of this loan, right? How was it that it ended up going to local news stations? Because companies are supposed to have what are called controls on their accounting and on their financial operations and disclosure so that investors generally get the news at the same time, or at least have the opportunity to get the news at the same time. There's a rule that was passed in the last 20 years called Regulation FD, Fair Disclosure. The idea is that companies are not supposed to be giving some investors any kind of material news or material information without giving it to others as well. And the fact that Kodak seems to have, you know, issued a news release without an embargo and then ask the news organizations to embargo it. I mean, there's clearly confusion around this at the very least. And so it is reasonable for the SEC to go in, investors are telling us and lawyers are telling us, to go in and say, what happened here? Is the company, you know, set up to handle this kind of information appropriately? So that's one area. The other area of the SEC's inquiry, according to sources, centers on the stock options that Kodak's executive chairman received just before the announcement. Even though the chairman hasn't sold his stock options and therefore hasn't profited, the SEC is looking into whether Kodak followed the correct protocol in granting the options when it did. And so the question becomes whether this was improper. And a lot is going to center on the facts and circumstances on what the SEC can find out about what the board knew and was thinking and was doing. How big of a deal is it for the SEC to open an investigation into a company? The SEC opens a lot of investigations. Not all of them lead to a lawsuit, right? So it's this initial area where the Security and Exchange Commission staff is trying to get all the facts and circumstances and see whether, you know, it's reasonable to conclude that everything was above board, maybe some mistakes happened, Maybe there was some carelessness, or maybe there was something shady going on. Whether or not there was something shady going on, the turbulent few days that Kodak had last week have started to raise larger concerns about the company. I think certainly in the minds of investors I've talked with, it raises questions about corporate governance at Kodak. You know, are the people minding the store, as it were? If the company's granting options right before a big run-up in the stock, before a big announcement, 
the company can't handle a you know relatively straightforward announcement about a potential government contract, what else is slipping by? What else is the board not thinking about? What else is the company not going to handle well? Again, it isn't to say that there's necessarily something wrong, but it is the sort of thing that makes investors worry. What, what do you think it says about their ability to handle this $765 million loan from the federal government? I mean, is there a difference between handling a $765 million loan and a press release? Absolutely. Is it the same people at the company handling them? Probably not. But it's the same people at the top of the chain, and it's the same people on the board overseeing the company's operations and making sure that the company has the processes and systems in place that it needs to. A Kodak spokesperson said the company would cooperate with any inquiries. Since the SEC launched its investigation into Kodak, scrutiny of the company has continued to ramp up. On Tuesday, several congressional committees, all led by Democrats, launched an inquiry into the deal. In a letter to Kodak, the committees highlighted concerns about Kodak's, quote, lack of pharmaceutical experience. The letter also raised questions about the timing of those stock option grants. That's all for today, Thursday, August 6th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Rachel Levy and Dave Michaels. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.